Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we get a bubble in our chest just thinking about our favorite ladies, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 10th episode in the series, Heart Attack. Um, this is this is a heavy one. It's the first near-death experience, um, only 10 episodes in. It's true. It's true. I mean, we are talking about elderly people, so they are, uh, you know, they're doing a good job of uh, staying on point. Yeah, I mean, I think also, like, don't have an 80-year-old woman cater a party. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and at least at least uh, when they discover her having her quote-unquote heart attack, you know, it, it's because Rose prompts them to say, are we letting her clean up, too? Like, what the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Rose, the voice of reason, who can't even uh, say the word belch. Exactly. I also thought that was a great character, right? Like, just it's so perfect. That's like, that's what she finds, you know, disdainful. That's a curse word. <laughs> By a you-know-what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh goodness gracious so i i actually even though this one is heavy i i think i do watch it fairly frequently and it's interesting because it all takes place in the house and there's no b story like yeah, it's just there's only it's one plot just line. exactly it's just the heart attack um which i mean gives it like a richness you know because again they're all in this together i think this is like one of the another time they reiterate the whole chosen family piece there's there's just like a lot of themes here that come up have come up already um as as we you know we expanded from the idea of the death of your parents from the last you know episode where we are actually talking about rose's mother um and how rose was fearful about it um but uh you know even just like past past a episode topics but also future episode topics where we're really you know the concern about Sophia in general too has come up before um and then just dealing with your own mortality when you're surrounded by other people's death is is a big deal yeah and we talked a lot about um is so even just in these short um you know 10 episodes but it will continue the idea that mortality is always kind of hovering around older people I think is really you know obviously it's very heavy but i think it's very true and i think it's completely overshadowed whenever there's like an old person definitely on a sitcom it's like a funny joke here and there you know but it's never right. actually explored in in this level and i think that there needs to not be a b story in this to make it as um you know all of their attention is on sophia which it would be in real life and i think that that adds a lot to the weight of this episode yeah absolutely I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, later in the in the series, of course, like lots of deaths are played for laughs and, you know, Sophia's looking for dates and obituaries and all that kind of stuff. But um, there's a part uh, there's a scene in the, in the kind of the very beginning when, you know, Sophia's still on the couch and Rose and Blanche are having a sidebar because they started talking about death um, and they're like, oh, you know, what what should it be like? And what do you think? And blah, blah, blah. blah. And Dorothy just comes over. She goes, will you two shut up? And it just, it rings so true when something serious is going on and people just naturally gravitate to like, oh, let's talk about death as sort of like an obscure topic. And then somebody's like, no, 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 like this is real. Like I'm feeling this right now and I really don't want to talk about the uncomfortable things, particularly in front of my mother. Um, it just really struck me where it's just like, they're just kind of gabbing about it because for them it's, you know, it's true, but it's, they're not as old as Sophia and it's not their mother. Um at least in that earlier part of the episode, they're less concerned um, than Dorothy. So I thought it was a really interesting piece. 
Yeah. And I think to go back a little, um, another thing that this episode does really well is sort of the um, mounting concern because initially Sophia just has a bubble, right? Like that's what she calls it. And they're all, Dorothy particularly is, you know, concerned, but she's not like freaking out. Um, And then it kind of deteriorates and Sophia is like in pain and then she's laying down, you know, she can't do much and it is you know in a half an hour or whatever it is 22 minutes um and obviously it's a sitcom so it has to be lighter but i do think they do a good job at at that also sort of like avalanche feeling of like i'm okay but i don't feel right into we need to call an ambulance um you're right i never thought about that yeah and sophia really i think her journey quote unquote through this episode is like I have a bubble I'm okay and then she's really scared and then she's sort of like by the end which we'll talk about when we get there but she kind of like accepts that she's gonna die and it's a really really dark exchange between her and Dorothy yeah it really is and and that's part of the mounting concern too right where you have a person who has a bubble and then all of a sudden they're talking about how they're like okay to die (laughs) yeah okay what a jump (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly. Also, for the lighthearted part of this, even though this isn't supposed to be light and it's supposed to add to the drama, like part of the drama is that there's a huge storm outside, right? And that they're, you know, the paramedics can't get through. And again, they also, you know, to your to your topic of, of the mounting concern and like the decisions you have to make within that, like they actually have an exchange, which is a very real life exchange. Should we drive to the hospital or should we wait for them to come here? And, you know, and Blanche says like, well, if they can't get through, what do you think we can do? And it's, it's a really, it's, that's a very tactical decision that you would have to make in a situation like this. It's very interesting. Um, But in the, in the whole storm, of course they decide not to go. There's a bunch of scenes, right? There's like the, the main room, but then you can see it in the kitchen out the kitchen window when um you know dorothy is looking for sophia's rosary in her room out her window there's all these like comedic you know like palm leaves just blowing (laughs) and actually this was so low budget you know it's first season and everything it was just staff members shaking the leaves (laughs) which i thought was so great just people on set like grab a palm and like make it look really threatening which is great <laughs> the same thing in the beginning too when they're like you know friends who like who are these lady friends uh leave from dinner um and they're just like wild you know shaking it's just it, it just adds something extra to go back and watch and imagine just like little pas you know, behind all of it <laughs> yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do it's an exactly. all hands on situation exactly um yeah so I guess, like, going back to um, when Sophia first sort of starts to not feel well, um, there are some lighthearted moments, sort of like you were talking about, too, when she's talking about her families and she's, like, running through her very Italian relatives, like Uncle Nunzio and Aunt Teresa, (laughs) and, you know, like, going through their medical histories. Um, And it's it's light. I don't know that I would call it funny, but there's, you know, there's like some to it, but, but that was another thing that I thought about this episode is like, there are a couple quippy jokes. Um, There's Lindstrom, Lindstrom, Rose's cat. Um, (laughs) There's Blanche sort of just like resigning to the fact that when you turn 80, something's got to go, which is like (laughs) very on brand. But, but really this is, um, it's like, you could tell this is not a, a sitcom, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a heavy episode. It is. Actually, there's, um, I noted it's weird, as I just mentioned, like, where they have this dinner party with these, like, 
ladies that we never heard of or will hear from again um but they uh blanche like has a number of lines in the beginning where she's like sort of mocking like this one woman who ate a lot or something and getting like (laughs) food in her face and it's just kind of weak like it doesn't get a lot of laughs from the audience and it's kind of interesting because like it almost foreshadows the fact that this isn't really a funny episode you know it's just like blanche kind of goofing and then we go right into the drama um but it, it was just it's just interesting having the studio audience component and seeing what they actually judge to be very funny um but they they were just sort of like courtesy laughing i think in the very beginning (laughs) well because it's kind of snide too she's just sort of mocking this larger woman you know um anyway um but yeah you're right there's like there's a couple really i really like the line like what kind of pain the kind that hurts like just like total (laughs) real life like what the fuck are you talking about you know i'm just like i told you it's right here and it hurts and that's all that's the all information that i have you know um the other part where uh (laughs) sophia's already gone into like i went to heaven you know i didn't take a nap i you know saw your father all this stuff and um you know uh, rose is like going into like oh what what's heaven like you know and and then blanche goes sophia are there lots of men in heaven and rose is like come on blanche she goes well you asked her about god and jesus (laughs) like an equal exchange of this ridiculous like scenario which happens a lot too where it's like Sophia will do something quirky and or imaginary and unfocused and Blanche and Rose being the non voice of reason characters of course that's Dorothy's occupation will just sort of like pile on and Dorothy's the only one left in the room like what the hell is going on here yeah and Rose's um, description of all the different heavens like Protestant heavens with cows and a Catholic <laughs> heaven and a Jewish <laughs> heaven with libraries and furriers yeah. well let's talk about that too because this is you know one of the first like signals of the whole like sophia being an inappropriate older woman even for the 80s right like we we very much in the future like see her asking the uh the the doctor of chinese descent who is helping (laughs) dorothy's you know uh issue with chronic fatigue syndrome um and she just constantly is just like asian stereotype asian stereotype (laughs) asian stereotype and in this one you know the doctor comes to the house um and of course i also love 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 that she is the sophia plays the old woman like the the mother who wants to feed you when you come into her house like she's quote unquote dying right of a heart attack and she's like trying to get the doctor to some of the food she made that she catered for these uh for these women um and he mentions he when he came from his mother's house which also is like a hilarious like jewish son stereotype in and of itself um and he had kreplock and she's like you're jewish and he's like yeah and she goes why are so many doctors jewish and then immediately he just goes because their mothers are and i just thought that was such a perfect retort to like kind of an inappropriate stereotypical question <laughs> And I'm like, Dan, I hope people use that in real life because it's like none of your business. Like it's because their mothers are Jewish. It's, it was perfect. Yeah. And he's so unbothered by it. Exactly. Um, exactly. Really well, sweet. right. So unbothered, like personality wise, as well as like, I probably get this shit all the time from old ladies <laughs> like you. Yeah. And this is also, this is a big reveal because this is where we learn that Charlie had a heart attack while he and Rose are having sex. Right. Um, right. And there's That's a right. very, it's a very sweet 
it's a little bit awkward because also Rose gives extremely scientifically inaccurate information about heart attacks. She's like, basically like, no, I've seen it. It's bigger. This can't be one, which is, you know, it it could. They're different. They're Um, different. And they're also very different for men and women. Yes. I was just reading about uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, my arm is a little numb. What's happening? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, so they're very different. So she, so she has this moment with Dorothy that um, is a real, you know, Dorothy's feeling obviously overwhelmed and really scared and she's um very vulnerable in a way that she isn't usually it's it's you know like she's as you said sort of like the pillar of strength and reason but she's terrified obviously her mother's dying and rose has this really um you know terrible experience in her past that we and we know charlie died but we don't know how and it is very like confessional um meets you know like trying to she's just trying to comfort her and the only way she knows is to sort of you know be like this happened to me um and it's 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 a big reveal Mm -hmm. absolutely and it's funny because she you know she betty white does a really really good job of being so emotional like telling the story matter of factly and then you see her go back in her memory and she you know she kind of looks off into the distance and is like talking about how she dressed him and everything like that and then it was over and um you know she gets really emotional and and, you know obviously b is too as you're talking about this moment um what's interesting again they're great actresses they don't need real life experience to really pull this out but both b arthur and betty white's mothers had just recently died so it's like I, I mean, we mentioned this before about B. Arthur, but also Betty White. And it's like amazing to have like, oh, what's this next table read episode? Oh, yeah. sorry. We're dealing with the mortality of your mother. And you're like, cool. Thanks, guys. Like great timing. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I think as a result, this was like a tough one to to film. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And and there is some um, not while you're watching it, but sort of when you're looking back and dissecting it. Like, I get she needed to dress him. I hear that. But, like, Charlie really was being picky about wearing a suit. Like, my guy, you're going to the hospital. Put a t-shirt on. (laughs) Also, the Labor Day thing. Like, it's hysterical. Like, I can't wear white after Labor Day. First of all, you're from Minnesota. That's like an East Coast (laughs) vacation rich people thing. This isn't the great Gatsby, Charlie. Like, get get over yourself. But it is funny because it is this, like, conservative male thing that, you know, like, it just cracks me up but yeah you're right like in the moment it's actually very sweet and then you go like wait what that's yeah (laughs) and um during that conversation too it is pretty difficult to watch this episode i think and not think about obviously like you know the mortality of the people you love but also your own mortality um Mm. i think like you know they talk about the last rose talks about the last interaction she has with charlie and then when like i um i alluded to before when sophia has sort of like accepted that she's gonna die which is you know 15 minutes before like after she had this bubble um she tells dorothy she's her favorite she you know like gives her like her family instructions and things like that and it's it's really heavy it's really um it's pretty dark actually there's no i feel like usually or at least up until this moment when there's moments like this um there's like some light-hearted thing that comes in like a joke or something or an eruption and that doesn't really happen here um which sort of again with the component of having only one plot line really um makes you invested in in their relationship and what's going to happen and dorothy's sort of just like total distraught state mm-hmm. exactly and especially in that you know it what this episode makes me think of too is that you know you're having a party 
right? You literally just had a dinner party. Everything's fun. You're all on top, you know, the world and everybody's giggling. And then boom, like something terrible could happen like immediately that like most of the time that like death looks like it just fits into normal life. And that's, that's exactly what it's dealt with, what it's dealing with here. And like you said, the absence of a B story, the entire focus of the episode in their home, like everything about it is just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's thought provoking. It really makes you think about our policy in Guatemala. <laughs> that's where the light is <laughs> yeah exactly the other thing about um you know they obviously as i alluded to earlier they're just pontificating about death in the beginning um and especially rose and blanche with the sidebar but i actually think it's pretty wise like rose says there should just be a certain age that you turn your life in like a library book <laughs> i was like i was thinking i was like i love that idea <laughs> You don't have to deal with these like, oh, we're having a wonderful situation. And then here it comes, you know, you could fully prepare. It just is very fascinating, like kind of philosophical idea <laughs> or like science fiction idea. Right. Um, and I just love that. Like, it's just one of those nuggets of, of the quote unquote stupidest person in the room actually saying the wisest thing <laughs> or the thing that's more likely to um, kind of fit fit better with life, you know? Yeah, she's very, um, she's very reflective. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um, um yeah no and i was just gonna say and you know sort of this does um of course all of this was caused by overeating which is like also <laughs> fits very well in it's like she has the scongeli which is like the real problem <laughs> and then you know she's going the doctor's like asking her to list everything she ate and also it's funny because sophia starts saying the things but what i like is what i think adds some comedic um relief to this is then all the other girls start chiming in about what they saw her eating and it's very accurate I feel like when you're you know definitely at a party but also like if you asked me to run down things I ate after a party I would definitely like undersell it you know but like all the girls are like no I saw her over there and over there and (laughs) it's very funny and there also is an element of like watching the old lady right like it's, <laughs> like it's it's a little like pedantic of like they're like well let me tell you you know and it just comes up at the end and you're right and it's funny too because i noticed in the very beginning when they're all mocking uh in these like kind of non-jokes when blanche is trying mocking the the other dinner guests like sophia's stuff in her face like you can see that like she's <laughs> at the table it's some nice uh foreshadowing <laughs> if you watch the episode more than once <laughs> but um but yeah it is just it's really, really funny. And I, I also love that, like, they finally get the doctor to eat, you know, the, what is it? Is it the, um, is it mushrooms? I think so. Yeah, the gorgonzola yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, the gorgonzola. That's right. I was like, that sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> he's like, hide these. Oh, my God. And it's like, it's just such a ridiculous uh, scene. And, and again, like, trying to be like, take care of the old lady. Like, she clearly has no self-control. So <laughs> hide the scongeli. <laughs> It's so funny. But yeah, I, I think the the only other big thing to talk about is what I alluded to earlier, where we're the chosen family piece, right? They're really hammering that home. Like Blanche says, like, you know, we're your family too, Dorothy. Now you remember that we might not be blood, but we're here. And it's such, um, it just really hammers home this whole idea of the series of that your family doesn't necessarily need to be blood. You don't need to be related to someone to really feel their death um, and and the sort of impending doom that that might bring uh, to, you know, to relate to Dorothy and what she's going through. Like Blanche and Rose are right there. Like you said, they they might not be there in the very beginning, but it ramps up because it gets super serious. Um, And again, it's just like a nice 
moment where it's it reads very true as to what you you know you just had this party everything sort of turns on its head and they're all strategizing as if this was three sisters talking about their own mother yeah no and i think that the the biggest part of that is when blanche calls the paramedics which you um talked about earlier and she comes back and they they're kind of like going back and forth and it's like that is how a family would do it is like somebody would be so just sort of lost in their grief and emotion but then there is like there has to be a voice of reason which in this case is blanche and she's like you know we can't what are we gonna do if the paramedics can't get there we can't drive um and it is it's really nice to see them all come together and fill all of those necessary roles to um you know to to do what it takes to help sophia you're right you're right because it's yeah it's not Blanche and Rose saying, well, what do you want to do, Dorothy? Right. She's just like, no, I'm just like, we're, we're all in this. So yeah, it's a really nice moment um, with the, uh, you know, and obviously everything works out okay. And I also appreciate <laughs> how they acknowledge that like, it is a very funny thing where you just have a doctor say, you're fine. And then you're like, oh my God, I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. Because <laughs> it is like sort of this magical transformation. But again, it is very realistic. And it's, it's again, if I'm flashing forward to the chronic fatigue episode where it's like Dorothy just having a name for the thing she has really makes her feel so much better it's a similar thing here we're just like the doctor saying you are not experiencing what you really thought it was and then you're like boom that's fine yeah um and it's great and yet another doctor house call how lucky mm-hmm. are we <laughs> popular in Miami yeah exactly <laughs> especially during a storm yeah exactly After, he can get there and no also problem. yeah yeah can we, did he leave in the middle of the crap block or like did <laughs> how 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 quickly did you rush is this another jewish stereotype where your mother wouldn't you let you leave until you finish your plate come on man <laughs> getting them all in there <laughs> seriously it's so funny so but yeah super heavy heavy episode that i actually do watch because it really does link you know uh so much so much about the series together in this like they they run through a very very serious topic together no distractions no weird b stories no uh you know younger man that blanche is dating that we completely forget about (laughs) (laughs) like last episode um and yeah i think it's really solid yeah i like this one too it's it's you know obviously it's um it's dark, but um, I do like it. I think there's a lot of really heartwarming and um, heartwarming moments. And also, like you said, like bonds that last throughout and, and similar um, threads that go beyond this episode and beyond the season even. So, um, so yeah, overall, I, I like this one too. Alrighty. Well, join us next time when we discuss the likelihood of sleeping with your ex-husband whilst closing a real estate deal. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>